Wednesdays with Walton on Scoops with DannyMac.com as we talk it over with Brian Walton of TheCardinalNation.com. Brian always keeping an eye on all levels of the minor leagues and an eye on Major League Baseball as well. The Cardinals salvaged a game today against the Mets, and uh, they dropped two of three against New York, but an entertaining series nonetheless. Hey, Brian, uh, thanks for hopping on. We usually do this in the morning, but uh, you made time for me tonight. I appreciate it, and uh, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you as well, Dan. Yeah, in fact, uh, you know, one of the principals in the Cardinals minor league system for a long time, uh, Stubby Clapp, was in the center of today's uh, uh, brawl that uh, occurred, and you know, fortunately, no one uh, appears to have been hurt from that. But Stubby was ejected as well as Nolan Arenado. So it was his first career ejection as he uh, was holding back Pete Alonso. And I brought this up on the telecast. I wonder how many times he was ejected in Memphis. I don't know if you know that number. I'm assuming it happened when he was the manager and had back-to-back uh, PCL championships. But was he the, uh, the kind of guy that would get after it as a uh, as a manager and get get after the umpires a little bit? Well, sure, but, you know, that's the manager defending his, his players. Uh, I don't think, as far as I, I don't remember any physical altercations, obviously in this case he, you know, wrapped up Alonzo and for whatever reason decided to take him down to the ground. And whether that was to protect him from somebody else or not, I don't know. But, um, you know, it's just unfortunate that, you know, this, this hit-by-pitch thing seems to follow the Mets around and it's caught the Cardinals and hopefully it's over with as the teams move on to their next series. Are you seeing that in the minor leagues? You know, Chris Bassett, very interesting comments after the game last night, talking about how every inning the ball feels different for a pitcher. And then over the weekend, and again in this series against uh, the Mets, you know, it it just looked like guys were barreling it and it's not going anywhere. So are you seeing any of that with uh, minor league baseball too? Not not really, but, you know, about Bassett's comments from it, Dan, I want to mention, uh, you know, everybody probably saw Miles Michaelis, you know, brushed it off. But also uh, today's Mets pitcher, Carlos Carrasco, who got hit around pretty good, they asked him about the ball in the post game, and he said, no, I don't notice anything. So, you know, I think these kind of things can get into people's heads if they let it. There's always been adjustments to the ball. There's been adjustments to the rules. There's been adjustments to all kinds of things. It still gets down to get out there, and, and either you execute or you don't. And I – I just think, you know, making those kinds of excuses because there's not going to be changes that are going to occur in the middle of the season. So I think, you know, folks just need to be quiet and play ball. So Dylan Carlson uh, has a triple that scores a pair and also maybe the throw of the year from center field. I said it was, uh, you know, shades of Ricky and Keel in uh, Denver against the Rockies. And I know you pointed this out on Twitter and before we started uh, talking about uh, what we're going to talk about here in this podcast, you mentioned that that was probably more emotion you've seen out of Dylan Carlson than any time he's been a pro. Yeah, and Dylan, Dylan Carlson was always young for his leagues, and you know he he always had the maturity that that one would hope for as a guy who was pushed along you know fairly quickly in his career. And of course, he I don't want to say he's pushed along; he earned the promotions that he got. But the point is, Carlson is always one of these guys who's very emotionless. Uh, you know, sort of the opposite of an Arenado who wears his emotions on his sleeve, and even before that great throw at 97.2 mile an hour, you know, that, that, that erased the uh, runner at third base, uh, when he tripled, knocked in a couple of runs, I mean, he showed some pretty significant emotion at third base uh, there with Pop Warner. And it's just that was uncharacteristic of him. But, you know, I like it. And I hopefully uh, his, the toe injury that he suffered late in the game won't be something that will keep him out because, you know, it looked like this was the kind of game that was going to maybe set uh, him off on a you know on a streak of of productivity that we were hoping for and expecting from Dylan Carlson. Absolutely. So that was fun to see. Now let's get into uh, some of the minor leaguers making noise right now. Moises Gomez and he's had Double A Texas Player of the Week and he's off to a really good start offensively, isn't he? 
not, I mean, not only Texas Player of the Week, but Texas Player of the Week, Texas League Player of the Week for both weeks of this season. So, you know, we're talking about a guy who's dominated Double A, and Moises Gomez. A lot of folks probably haven't heard of him. He was came up in the Tampa Bay Rays system. Was a uh, was a top prospect, but then kind of stalled out the last couple of years at the high A Double A level. He became a free agent after the season. The Cardinals picked him up, and he's right in the middle of the lineup at Double uh, A Springfield, and. He has 10 home runs already this season, which is the most of any player in all of minor league baseball. And, you know, Dan, the start that Moises Gomez is having reminds me a lot of another guy who was also 23 years of age last season, and that's Juan Yepes, who, uh, you know, started off uh, like a house of fire at Springfield as well last season and then carried that on to Memphis. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that Moises Gomez is, you know, going to end the season on the 40-man roster and, and end up with St. Louis, but, you know, it's nice to see a guy come in uh, new to the system and, you know, be so productive with the bat. In terms of uh, the position he plays, where where's he at? And uh, uh, corner, corner outfield. Okay. Yeah, corner outfield. So he can play either left or right? Yep. Okay, so is he primarily playing one or the other, or is it just, you know, we'll see where it takes him? Yeah, I think I think that you know it's so early on in the in the careers for these guys. At least at least his time as a cardinal. I'm not sure that um, that there's been a great pattern. You know, and and what happens in the minor leagues, of course, they're trying to get looks at guys uh, at all kinds of different positions. Like Gomez has played more right than left, but and I, I, he apparently has a pretty good arm. Although I haven't you know seen him play too much. I when I saw him in spring training, I mostly watched him with the with the bat. Sure. Um, but but he's a guy that you know again you know has a good bat and might get in the picture with St. Louis. Uh, later on well that's been fun to watch and then some other guys that we know a lot about and let's start with uh matthew liberator and i'm going to start with the pitching uh at triple a at memphis and matthew's he's kind of figuring this thing out isn't he yeah you know he's kind of he's alternated starts this year a lot of the triple a starters have uh, four outings now and liberator had one so-so start one really good start one so-so start and his last start really good um um international league pitcher of the week last week a very very strong outing probably what's most impressive about what matthew libertor has been done has done so far is 27 strikeouts in 21 and a third innings against just three walks so you know that's a obviously a, a big positive in that you know, you know he's keeping the he's keeping those runners off base and he's you know striking out like you'd like to see now on the negative side in four starts he's given up four home runs so he needs to do a little bit better uh, you know, keeping the ball down and keeping it in the park. But, you know, Matthew Libertor just needs to put together a long stretch of consistent starts because, you know, at some point St. Louis is going to need another starter. Hopefully not too soon. You know, we'll see, you know, about how Jordan Hicks, uh, you know, comes back. But um, Libertor you know, in a good position coming off of a pretty strong year last year with AAA Memphis. And it's promising the, the recent start of Zach Thompson, isn't it? Yeah, Zach Thompson, fellow left-hander. Of course, he was drafted by Zach Thompson was drafted by the Cardinals, whereas Libertor, of course, drafted by Tampa and traded here. And Zach Thompson actually, through four starts, uh, has a better has better numbers than Libertor right now. And that's because he came off a, a very very strong six and two or uh, third inning start uh, shutout outing uh, at Durham uh, yesterday and uh, had a career high nine strikeouts. And and uh, Zach Thompson's numbers: twenty four strikeouts against just two walks in 20 and a third innings. So, and uh, lower batting average against, uh, lower number of base runners so far than Libertor even. And uh, Thompson was a guy that, you know, like Libertor, got pushed ahead quickly to AAA Memphis. And Thompson, you know, took a lot of dings in the helmet, but, uh, you know, came on as the season went on, went to the Arizona Fall League, got a little more experience. And he's a guy that, you know, 
will certainly be in a position to compete with Libertor for an opportunity with St. Louis. He's not as far along yet, but if he continues to pitch like he does, you know, they're going to, That'll be a fun decision for them to have to make. Hey, it's Dan McLaughlin, and I want to remind you about Rottler. It is pest season, and that means you need to go to the most trusted pest control company in the Midwest, and that is Rottler. Rottler.com. Because we care, your trusted source for basement do you have a waterproofing issue in your basement? Stratum Structural Systems is there to help. It's why they're the number one waterproofing company in the Midwest. They put the customer's interests first, provide lasting solutions, and eliminate the homeowner stress. StratumRepair.com. Because we care, your trusted source for basement repair is Stratum. Hey, Danny Mac for Ryan Kelly. Most of us have spent so much time in the house over the last several months, and you've been thinking time for a change, new home, improvement. Do it with Ryan Kelly. He is the home loan expert. He'll get you in the new home you want in just a few short weeks. The five-minute loan approval, only available at thehomeloanexpert.com. How about Nolan Gorman? Uh, We're hearing all about the home runs, but what about the all-around game? Yeah, Nolan Gorman, for whatever reason, is, you know, despite hitting in the middle of the Memphis lineup, uh, you know, he, when he hit those first seven home runs, every single one of them came with the bases empty. And that's no fault of his own that, you know, that he had seven home runs and seven RBI. But that's now started to change as well. Um, Nolan Gorman has struck out about a third of his at bat, so he ne- can, needs to continue to work on the strikeouts. But he's batting over 300 and an OPS almost 1,100. So, you know, there's a lot of fans probably who said, hey, gee, why did Brendan Donovan come up rather than Nolan Gorman? Donovan certainly did well, but not to the extent that Gorman has done this year. But the difference is Donovan's a utility guy. He can play multiple positions, and he's a guy that you know you can bring off the bench when needed. Whereas I think we all realize when Nolan Gorman is finally going to come up, he's going to come up to be in the lineup most every day. And I don't think it's going to be um, months longer, maybe weeks longer, but you know a lot will depend on what happens with the players in St. Louis in terms of injuries and effectiveness on the infield. Juan Yepes, what, uh, what has Juan been doing? Yeah, I mentioned one earlier as a guy who, you know, emerged last year and, and, you know, came on the scene. Maybe, you know, in spring this year, he felt a little pressure about making the roster and really didn't play as well in camp as you'd like. Um, He hasn't got on base at a high rate, but that's not really his game. He's continued to show the power that you expect from him and uh, productivity. Uh, He has almost as many extra base hits as Gorman five home runs, three doubles. But I think what's most impressive about Juan Yepes is he has 19 RBI in 17 games for Memphis. Leads the team by a considerable margin, almost double any other player. So, you know, when Juan's coming up with guys on base, uh, he's driving them in. And he's another guy, you know, he's waiting for his opportunity to join St. Louis. He's not the defender that uh, Donovan is. And so, you know, he's going to need an opportunity to, to get at bats. And right now that's occurring primarily as a designated hitter for Memphis. So, Brian, as we uh, wrap things up, anybody else uh, catch your attention in the minor leagues, number one? And number two, what are you working on right now at thecardinalnation.com? Well, if readers uh, can come to the Cardinal Nation and, and uh, read about the story that I wrote, I've looked at the uh, pitching rotations through the first uh, period of the season uh, for four starts at AAA and three at the rest of the levels. And what the numbers really show is that the pitching hasn't yet improved at the top two levels of the system. But down at Class A, where the 2021 draftees are getting their first extended looks, uh, we're seeing significant. I'm talking about, in one case, over two runs a game per improvement uh, pitching ERA, and the other level, one over one run per game uh, ERA improvement. And this is guys like Michael McGreevy, Gordon Graceffo, um, Zane Mills, and, and others. So 
it's very encouraging these young pitchers that the Cardinals drafted last year who are starting to step up. The one guy, to answer your other question, the one guy who has not got a lot of attention, the third left-hander at AAA Memphis, and I shouldn't call him the third left-hander, and that's Connor Thomas. Mm -hmm. um, we saw him in spring training. Uh, great stuff, great pitchability. You know, he's not an upper 90s blow-him-away guy, but uh, he has a better ERA right now than anybody on the Memphis staff. Connor Thomas is pitching extremely well, and he's a guy that, you know, he may not be a major league starter, but he's a guy that, you know, I think we'll be able to help in the, in the bullpen uh, before too long and is off to a really fine start, 2.35 ERA uh, start for Memphis. How about uh, what's happening at your website, thecardinalnation.com? Well, you know, the, the main thing that uh, folks are still interested in, and, and I hope uh, we get some more orders, is for the Cardinal Nation Prospect Guide. We, all, every single name we talked about today is profiled in detail, scouting reports, uh, their background, where we think they're going to go in the future, a lot of history about the Cardinals minor league system. Uh, past drafts and international classes and rule five and and you name it and we have a special 25 percent off for new subscribers on a one-year subscription to the site if you buy the prospect guide as well so i hope folks come by and uh, sample what we have to offer absolutely it's great stuff hey brian thanks as always for being flexible i know the fans love it to hear about the young guys and uh, we'll catch up next week you got it dan